Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friends, welcome back to episode 203. Today we're talking about can your healing protocol or is your healing protocol wrecking your metabolism? Now, personally, I've been on more healing protocols than I could shake a stick at. Um, I either have gone through them myself for my own healing journey or oftentimes when a new study comes out or a new bit of information or a new idea, it might be something that I try first before I ever recommend it to a client or patient or to my membership group because there's no better experience than than being able to say this you know this is what to expect, right? So one aspect of your healing journey of following a healing protocol, whether it be a detox, whether it be a parasite cleanse, whether it be getting rid of mold or Lyme or co-infections or chronic strep or any of these things, rebalancing the body so that the body can heal from these things. One thing that's not talked about a lot is the side effect of these protocols on your metabolism. So I'm going to use a big word like wrecking your metabolism, but honestly, that's, you know, there's some debate out there about whether or not a metabolism can be wrecked. Um, and I, I land on the side of metabolism can't really be wrecked. What I mean by that is that it can be sped up or slowed down depending on your overall health, depending on your nutrition, depending on your level of exercise. So we know that most protocols involve some sort of nutritional manipulation. And sometimes that slows down a metabolism. Sometimes it speeds up a metabolism. Um, and it's an often overlooked effect. Uh, And sometimes when it's not overlooked by practitioners, often it lands on deaf ears when we're talking to our clients and patients because they want to hurry up and get better. They think, well, I'm on this healing protocol. I can go ahead and do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to keep going to CrossFit four or five times a week. I'm going to keep doing yoga for an hour every day. I'm going to keep boxing and, and sweating and running and training for my half marathon and all of these things. And you have to know that when you are adding a supplement regimen and changing your nutrition plan, particularly if you are going from a standard American diet, that is a huge change for the body and it can be very taxing on your system. Now, it's not always a bad tax, right? It just means there are some things that you need to know so that you can ensure that you're not setting yourself back or setting yourself up for injury or illness, okay? Any change that we make, whether it's changing from, you know, eating Subway sandwiches and McDonald's to eating home-cooked meals, whether it's from eating bread with your sandwiches to lettuce wraps, whether it's um, switching your rice for cauliflower rice, any change that we make, whether it's adding a supplement or taking one away, creates an acute stressor on the body, an acute stressor, meaning a, a, a right now stressor on the body. And again, like we've talked about in the past, stress isn't always, doesn't always have to be classified or good or bad. It has the same impact on the body. So when you add to that, um, your emotional and energetic feelings about being stressed about the situation, 
being overwhelmed by having to make these changes and try to figure out these supplements and being limited with food, um, it can be really, really common for either weight loss or weight gain to occur, even if that's not the intended impact. Often my practice is the last stop on someone's healing journey, meaning they've already been to years and years and years of practitioners, of doctors, of specialists, of holistic people, all of the things, right? I'm, I'm often a last resort for people. And when I ask, what is the number one thing or what do they think of from the healing protocols they've done in the past, I usually hear a couple of things. One of which is I was starving the entire time, by the way, totally not necessary. And the second thing is um, that I got better and then I relapsed or I didn't get better at all or I got worse, right? And the getting better or relapsing is generally because the order of operations for healing was not followed. Um, and no, there's not like a written hierarchy of order of operations, but there is an order of operations based on your anatomy, physiology, and biology, um, and the pathophysiology of whatever it is that is at the root of your imbalance that is leading to the disease in your body. There is, um, you know, a particular order that you have to go in in order to prevent recirculation, in order to get what what you would consider a complete remission or a complete rebalance of the body into being symptom-free long-term or permanently. So often they, you know, jump right into a parasite detox, for example, and they haven't done the pre-work to make sure energy uh, and drainage pathways are open. And when that happens, guess where you land? With recirculating parasites. It's the same for anything else that you might consider. So the other aspect I want you to think about is when you're doing a healing protocol, often overlooked is someone's fitness routine, somebody's movement routine, right? A lot of people continue or try to continue with their regular exercise routine during their healing protocol, or worse, they increase it. They notice that they're gaining a little weight or maybe losing a little weight, and they want to help to bolster that on either side, whichever direction they'd like to go. Exercise is a stressor. Now, it's not a bad stressor, not a bad stressor at all. We know that movement is medicine. Your joints are meant to articulate. Your body is meant to move. That's how waste is removed from your body. It's important to sweat. It helps to push the lymphatic uh, fluids out of your body and push them around your body so they can be processed out. All of these things are absolutely critical um, to your health. Movement is actual medicine. When we stop moving, when we become stagnant, that's uh, another way that disease can sit in the body. Okay. But it's really, really important to not to disrupt your healing process by overstressing your body with exercise. So with all of that, I might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I want you to understand while it doesn't happen to everyone, right? What often happens in a healing protocol is people are overtraining and not even necessarily increasing their training, but just overtraining, right? Because their body should be healing and they're just slamming it with exercise, exercise, exercise. But in addition to that, they are severely under eating. And what happens when you do that is you downshift your metabolism, okay? Okay downshift your metabolism. 
So here are my suggestions for that. I'm not a huge fan of tracking food, but when you start a healing protocol, I want you to track your food and I want you to do it for one reason, to make sure you're getting enough food, to make sure you're getting enough food. You shouldn't feel like you're starving all the time. And often those of us who are headed into a healing protocol or starting a healing protocol, need a healing protocol, have trouble, uh, sensing when we are hungry to begin with, right? And then you throw a handful of supplements in on that and you can actually make it worse. Plus, when you switch to a healthier diet, your portion sizes look a lot bigger because 200 calories of broccoli is a lot more than a 200 calorie larbar, right? Now, in terms of exercise, the second thing I want you to do is if you are going on to a healing protocol, if you started a healing protocol, I want you to reduce the stress on your body. Now with my one-on-one patients and clients and in the Root Cause Revolution membership, we often talk about good stressors, bad stressors, and how to deal with stress altogether, including movement, right? So what I want you to do is have less emotional stress, less mental stress, and less physical stress on the body. This will help your nutrition to work better. better. It will help your supplements to work better. better. It will uh, shorten the time that you are on your uh, healing protocol. And it should prevent, doesn't always prevent, but for most people, 90-ish percent of people, it will prevent further work needing to be done to revive your metabolism. A natural question that comes up is, but Audrey, so what does that mean? What Tell me what to do. And everyone's case is going to be a little bit different. Some people can continue strength training. Some people just need to go back to walking, uh, you know, three, four days a week. Some people need to do chair yoga instead of walking. Some people need to do yoga a couple times a week. By and large, most people don't need to be training six days a week while on a healing protocol. I always want you to err on the side of caution. Because tearing down muscle, building muscle, uh, rebuilding muscle requires resources. And our goal during this healing protocol is to have all the resources focused on healing your body. Now, don't worry if you feel like, oh my God, you know, I'm already in this protocol and I've been exercising the whole time, or my practitioner didn't mention that to me, or whatever it might be, don't fret, okay? All you have to do is something that some people refer to as reverse dieting, right? You'll stop the cardio, you'll focus on strength building, you'll track your food intake and slowly increase it by about 50 to 100 calories a week, starting with protein. Um, And then what will happen is that fuel will be shuttled to muscle growth. And eventually you will reach a place where you're eating the amount of food you want, you're burning more calories at rest because you have more muscle on your body and you're looking more toned from that extra muscle and you're through your healing protocol, right? Now, I want to make sure that you understand that not all healing protocols will downregulate people's metabolisms if it's done correctly, if it's done correctly. Not to mention, even when they're not done correctly, some bodies are just more resilient than others. Usually the way this shows up for people is uh, dizziness, lightheadedness, electrolyte imbalance, blood sugar issues, those kind of things are usually some real concrete signs that you can see before you start suffering even bigger ill effects of overtraining and under eating. 
Okay, so hopefully I didn't scare you too bad with that information. I just want to caution you that if you are training and you are on a healing protocol, that you have to be very hyper aware of the stressors that you're putting on your body. Otherwise, you're with nutrition alone, with exercise alone, with exercise and nutrition on a healing protocol, you are depleting your body's resources. um, And it's critical for those to be uh, as focused as possible on your healing protocol. If you have any questions, concerns, reach out. I'm always here for you. And I'm always rooting for you, friends. I will see you Friday for Ask Audrey. We're talking about CoQ10. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.